Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 235, A Good Ending to a Weird Season. And I am your host and the guy who has his bottom lip poked out and that may impair my ability to talk today. So if you hear me starting to sound like Mushmouth from Fat Albert, you might know why. And if you don't know why, it's because we are 324 days, 22 hours, 38 minutes, and 4 seconds away from spring turkey season in Alabama. So I've got another hunt to share with you guys today, and we'll get into that soon. But first, I want to tell you about next week's episode. I'm really excited about it because I already know that I'm going to learn a lot from our guest, and I feel fairly certain a lot of you guys will also. Next week, Dr. Mike Chamberlain is our guest. Mike is a wildlife biologist and professor in wildlife ecology and management at the Warnell School of Forestry and Natural Resources at the University of Georgia. Mike's main focus of research is on, yep, you guessed it, wild turkeys. We're going to talk about a lot of the so-called weekend warrior wildlife biologists who are on social media and their comments, and we're going to learn a bunch about our favorite game bird in the process. I really love these episodes where I get an opportunity to become more educated about the behavior of wild turkeys. And I can tell you that from my 15-minute initial conversation with Mike by phone this week, he's been involved in a bunch of wild turkey studies. And he's very well read on most of the ones that he was not involved in. So what I'm getting at is that this is normally the time of year when seasonal listeners of this show start to drift away to whatever other podcasts they listen to for about nine months out of the 12. And if you're one of those listeners and you normally start listening to, I don't know, advanced quilting techniques with Madge this time of year, then maybe you want to wait another week before you make that switch from the Turkey Hunter podcast over to Madge's podcast to learn some more advanced quilting techniques. I'm building this show up because I'm telling you, I don't think you're going to want to miss this one. I'm fired up about it in case you can't tell. Okay, so let's jump into today's hunt. Now, if you've been keeping up with the math, then you probably know that Tuesday 
of this week was the final day of Alabama's turkey season. And I wanted to end the season at my hunting club in Coosa County. My buddy Todd and I had a decent hunt Sunday morning, and I had a score to settle with this hush-mouthed Tom. I got to the property early Tuesday because Sunday morning we had another member of the club pull into the section of property that we were about to hunt right after us. And he told us that there were two birds gobbling on this little 160-acre tract. And now for him to get to where we were from where he started hunting that morning, because I asked him where he started hunting that morning. The two turkeys that were gobbling on that little tract of property had to have started very early, probably around 10 or 15 minutes after 5. So my plan was to get in that area Tuesday morning before gobbling time and go get close to where one bird was roosted Sunday morning. Remember, these birds have most days not been gobbling at all on the ground throughout the entire season. So to really stand a better chance of being successful there, we have to be as close as possible to a roosted turkey. So I made the commitment Tuesday morning to get into the woods where I thought a turkey might be roosted. Now, it wasn't much of a surprise to me that from the spot that I was standing on that little 160-acre tract, the turkey that I thought would be in there was actually roosted on the other side of the slough of the lake. So I had to back out of there, get back to the truck, and drive about a half mile around the slough to get to the same side of the slough that this turkey was gobbling on. And then hope that the turkey didn't pitch down on the side of the slough I just came from. So when I get to the opposite side of the slough and get parked, I get out of the truck, I walk down, and I am skirting the slough of this lake because I think this turkey's roosted very close to the edge of the slough. I got into the area, kind of where I thought the turkey was roosted. I sat down on a little clear spot. There was tons of turkey sign, mainly scratching, in the area where I was sitting. I sat down and started calling lightly, and about 15 or 20 minutes after I'd been sitting down, the turkey that I heard gobbling on the roost gobbled again, and he was on the ground. Now, he actually had moved closer to the road that I was parked on when I heard him gobble the first time, but he sounded like he was facing me. He sounded fairly close, maybe 150 yards from me. And at that point, I didn't want to get up and close the gap. I wanted to wait to see what that turkey would do if he would come in to me. Well, not even two minutes later, he gobbles again, and he's moving away from me. And at that point in time, I got up and started walking in his direction because I felt like that turkey was going to cross the road that I was parked on and go into another little tract of woods across the road that is on our hunting club property. So I started in that direction and got fairly close to the road, and the turkey gobbled again, and he was across the road. Now, the woods are thick, very thick right now. So, I made it on out to the road, and I walked up the road to try to get ahead of this turkey because I thought that the turkey was going to walk north towards our neighbor's property because our neighbor's property has cutover, and I thought that that turkey may be going towards that cutover. I kind of felt like this particular turkey had been working that cutover 
a fair amount. And so I wanted to get between him and where I thought he was going. So I circle around him. I get above him on the ridge that I think that he's on. I sit down and... And so I go over to the next ridge and he gobbles again down in the bottom. And I thought, okay, this is a good spot to try to call him up. So I sit down and I call and... So I get up again and I move over to the next ridge that he has now gone to the top of.
is a lot closer than he's gobbling it right now. Have you ever changed calls on a turkey and just had him fall in love with a new call? So I was using my trumpet call when this hunt first started and the turkey would respond, but he's responding going the other way. And so when I got up on top of the ridge that I am on during that calling sequence right there, I changed calls and I slowed that turkey down. He really liked that diaphragm call that I was using. And he stopped several times, turned my direction, and gobbled. And I thought, all right, I've got a chance. But then he just decided, no, I'm going to the spot that I want to go to. And so he started going away from me again. And I knew if I stood a chance of even having a hunt with this bird, I needed to go after him. At some point in time, I felt like this bird was going to stop. I don't know why, but I did not feel like... He was a runner, and you guys have heard me use that term several times here in the past couple of weeks. But those runners are birds that just gobble, and they're going to check a spot to see if there are any hens there. And then they're moving on to the next spot, and they're going to gobble the whole way there. They're going to check that spot to see if there's any hens. They're going to move on to the next spot to check it to see if there's any hens, gobbling the whole way. Meanwhile, you're behind them just trying to stay in the same zip code with them. But I didn't feel like this bird really fit that category. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I kind of learned the birds in that area over the course of the season, and I hadn't run across a runner in that area, not even one time. But still, again, I had to get up, I had to move, I had to try to get closer to that turkey. Now, while I was sitting in that last spot for such a long period of time, I actually had pulled out my phone and was looking at my map on OnX and I realized that I was only about 150 or 200 yards from where I had a turkey gobbling a couple of weeks earlier and this particular ridge that I was only 150 or 200 yards from was a strut zone that he used and so I knew I needed to get to that ridge but I also knew that I didn't stand much of a chance of beating the turkey there so I sat out on a walk it took me about five minutes to get there and once I got to a point on the ridge where there was a little saddle in the ridge I wanted to set up right there and I heard 
Bingo. Finally, I was in the same zip code with him to even remotely stand a chance of having a hunt with this turkey. He gobbled on the same ridge that I was on, further up the ridge, maybe 125 or 150 yards from me. If that, probably not even that far. So I spotted the tree that I wanted to sit against, which was just right on my side of the saddle in that ridge from where the turkey gobbled, and I sat down against a pine tree. So for the next three minutes and 36 seconds, I sat there with my heart beating pretty fast, and then the silence got the best of me. I couldn't stand it anymore, so I had to call and see if I could get some sort of a response.
So this gobbler was gobbling pretty steadily. About every two to five minutes he would gobble on his way to the strut zone. He got up to the strut zone, gobbled one time, 12 minutes later he gobbled again, and now since the last clip I played for you, eight and a half minutes has passed, and I'm starting to sense maybe it's not just the two of us in the woods. Now, when that turkey gobbled that time, he actually gobbled from the side of the ridge off to my left. He was no longer on the top of that ridge where he was his previous two gobbles that were so close to me. But now he's dropped off the side of that ridge. And that kind of is confirming to me that my suspicions are correct, that we are not the only two turkeys in the woods. And when he gobbled off to the left-hand side of that ridge, I felt like that was my opportunity to make a move on him. I think I need to get up and reposition again. Maybe get up and try to get in front of where he's going. I think he's going into the neighbor's cutover. Let me look at the map real quick on the X. I dropped off the right-hand side of the ridge and started walking further up the hill towards the top of the ridge where the turkey was gobbling from. Now imagine this ridge is not very wide. The top of this ridge is 10 to, in some places, 20 yards wide. And then it drops off fairly sharply on either side. So the turkey's on the left-hand side of the ridge, I've dropped off the right-hand side of the ridge, and I'm closing the distance. I'm getting closer to where this turkey gobbled last. So I find a spot to sit down and I call.
So there's two hens in the area. There's a hen with the gobbler on one side of the ridge, and there's a hen calling off the other side of the ridge. And it sounds to me like the hen that's on the other side of the ridge has circled me and gotten around to where the hen and the gobbler are down in the bottom together. So after sitting there for about 20 minutes with not much of anything going on, no gobbling, no drumming, really no more hen calling either, I decided to kind of switch things up a little bit and see if I could make something happen if the gobbler and the hens were still down in that bottom. So I decided to try a little Jake yelping and gobbling to see if that may spark some sort of reaction. And after another 10 or 15 minutes of waiting and having no response, nothing but silence, that was basically it. So that gobbler dropped off the top of the ridge that he and I were both on, went down into the bottom, met up with a hen down there. When I called, he came about halfway up the hill that I was on, drummed twice, the hen yelped, I'm assuming at me, for me to come join them, and... That was it. Nothing else. And that is basically how my season ended. You know, all in all, it was a good year. I got to see five turkeys die. Should have seen two more die. And my season's still not over. 
I'm going to try to squeeze in a trip to West Virginia. And then later this month, I'm headed to New York, Vermont, and, fingers crossed, Maine. So we'll see how that goes. But for now, I have to say that this season at home in Alabama was better than last year. Better mainly because what I told you guys I was planning for for this season. And that was the plan to actually join a hunting club that has turkeys on it. And yes, the hunting club I joined has turkeys on it. It has a lot of turkeys on it. The vast majority of those turkeys on that land are hens. And it makes it very, very difficult to compete with the real deal, as you guys know. But again, I heard much more gobbling this year, again, because I hunted pieces of property that had turkeys on them. And I had an enjoyable year. I took my dad out several times. We did not get a turkey. We did come close once. We had a bird about 60 or 70 yards from us. In fact, on that same exact ridge where the hunt that we just listened to happened. And I think that my dad is actually enjoying turkey hunting a little bit. We've gotten his gun shooting straight with the help of a new choke from Indian Creek. We've got a new sight on his gun. We've got him some TSS shells. He went and bought him a vest. And so I think he might be on the hook. Now I've just got to work with him during the off season on his calling a little bit. And I'm sure that I have a turkey call or maybe 10 that I can give him to let him practice on that might sound a little bit better than the one call that he has. After all, he made so many sacrifices for me when I was young to get me interested and keep me interested in hunting. And if I can get him to where he can call well enough on his own, he may just go out there and hunt on his own. Of course, a lot of that may depend on how well he feels like he can hear them. But I will say he has the patience to sit in a spot for a while and wait on a turkey to come. So if there's a turkey working a food plot and he goes to that food plot, that turkey's in trouble. <laughs> so I hope that you guys enjoyed the story of that hunt and I appreciate you listening in and letting me share those hunts with you guys again this season. There's still more to come and hopefully this season will end like last season ended with a big bang. So we'll see how that goes. All right, so I want to just bring up the fact that for the past couple of weeks, I've been running a contest to see which one of you guys listening to the show could tell me what I did wrong on the hunt in episode number 233. Well, I got several responses to my question of what it was that I did wrong during that hunt. I still have not gotten the answer that I'm looking for. So I can't end the contest yet, but I'm going to give a hint. Where I screwed up during that hunt happened around the 51 minute and 40 second mark of the show. So there's a hint. I'm continuing the contest until someone can tell me what I did wrong during that hunt. Send me an email Andy at IamTurkeyHunting.com and you're going to win a Strut Commander Tempest maintenance-free, chalk-free box call. So hey, that's all that I've got for you guys for today's show. However, 
If you will, please do me a favor. If you would go to my website, theturkeyhunterpodcast.com, and click on the link for this week's episode on the website. Go to the address bar of your browser, copy the URL, copy the address for the website, and go to your favorite turkey hunting group page or fan page on Facebook and post the link for that show onto the page. If you'd do that for me, I'd be very appreciative. It'd be a huge help for the show and I'd be very appreciative. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.